0: To have you all welcome on this beautiful sunday afternoon the lord has given to us uh so this is a way of announcement a few things for you if you uh notice that uh mr uh, mr austin still has his table set up out there he's not here tonight he's at another church but he left that out there because uh some of you may have asked about uh some cds or something so you're welcome to pick those up uh from west coast and then of course southland is still out there this is Coming back still from our, our Rekindle event yesterday, it was fantastic, and Southland's with us again today. Looking forward to hearing them sing, and Ben Micah, not this Micah, but Micah Herbst is going to preach for us, and uh, looking forward to that. Let's see what else we have in the way of announcements. If it's your first time joining us, stop by the Welcome uh, the Welcome Center. We've got a gift for you there, and please let us know about your visit. If you're joining online for the first time, sptindy.org connect. Let us know you're out there. That's always an encouragement to us. We appreciate it. Our Bible Institute meets tomorrow at 7 o'clock. If uh, We're still dealing with uh, the addictions, and one of those is pornography, so that's tomorrow. uh, Meeting also at 7 o'clock. If you're interested in security working or as a greeter, uh, we're doing roundtable discussions on those two uh, activities that we have, those two ministries that we have here. So if you're involved in one of those and you want to have an input, that would be a great time to come. That's the roundtable concept, so uh, be there for those. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And uh, then we start next Sunday, switching our services around a little bit. Refuge class moves from uh, the 1045 service to the 930 service. They'll be meeting in the fellowship hall. Teens will... Did I say that right? Oh, somebody yawned, okay. Well, I'm glad I'm putting you to sleep already. And uh, the teens will be uh, meeting in the teen room, moving from upstairs and then the Kids Sunday School and Children's Church will be switching the times of their services, so Kids Sunday School will be uh, in the first service. You can take them straight to the Sunday School classrooms and then they'll go straight to Children's Church and you don't have to do that in between transition that hopefully will help out parents quite a bit for uh, that. So looking forward to start that next Sunday. And then trunk retreats coming up on the 26th uh, CJD if you want to uh, ask some questions about it, but you can decorate your trunk and uh, there's a trophy and medals given out for that. And then. Uh, bring enough candy to share with about uh, 40 or 50 kids, and uh, that's always a good time for uh, our Awana time. They will always enjoy it. And our Missionaries of the Week, we were sharing this morning about uh, the boat that they got and about the um, the opportunity they had to work with a church plant that had a church plant that is sending out a missionary. Uh, this is all over in South Africa, and so they were so excited about that. Uh, the boat allows them to have one ministry and one Nation in Africa, and then go to four other countries uh, from uh, that are on the other sides of that of that lake. Uh, it's a large lake, and so they had to get a, a boat that would work with that. So, if you want to really read an interesting story about how they got the boat there, you can uh, read in the newsletter uh, because they had to work to get that boat there, and it's just a, a wonderful how the Lord has blessed the MacRums there in South Africa. And uh, that's it. Let's stand, and we'll have a word of prayer, and ask the Lord to be with us. Father, we are so grateful yet again for uh, an opportunity to be in your house, uh, to sing your praises, to lift you up and to uh, draw close to you and allow you to draw close to us. We pray that uh, for a moment uh, we would set aside the things that might distract us from your word and that your Holy Spirit would have freedom to do a great work, be it Mike as he preaches, help him to uh, preach with your power from on high. And to help your word to go forth in such a way that it accomplishes the work that you send it out to do. And we'll thank and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you remain standing, please. Uh, this is Southland Group's going to be taking over the music. So here you go.
1: Well, it's great to be back with you again this evening. We're going to start by singing one song, and then uh, our team will come and sing and play for you tonight. We're going to stand and sing number three six thirty-six. If you need it in the Majesty hymn book, revive us again. I know the words will be on the screen as well. Um, But let's lift it up and sing. Revive us again tonight this evening. You look in that last verse, it has that word in it, and uh, may soul be rekindled with fire. And I hope that that's your prayer tonight, that you would say that our nation and our world would be revived, that there would be revival in our world, but obviously I think we would all agree and we all would know that that has to start in our hearts, right? And so I hope that that's your prayer this evening, that revival would start in your own heart and then spread to your family, spread to your church, spread to your neighbors, spread to the world. And uh, I I just want to stress that point tonight as we sing. Think about the words on this last stanza, revive us again, that that fire would be rekindled in our lives. Lift it up on the last.
0: anniversaries, then I'll be out of the way and they can take it the rest of the evening. Birthdays anniversaries. Do we have any birthdays this last week? Any birthdays this last week? Miss Sharon had a birthday. When's your birthday? When was your birthday? Tuesday. Tuesday. And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? Since I
2: was 12.
0: Good answer. Since I was 12. All right. Anybody else? Somebody texted me about a birthday, or so an anniversary. So I got to a- Make sure I catch that one. Anybody else? Clifford, birthday? When was it? The 26th. 26th? And how long have you know the Lord is your Savior? Over 60 years. Over 60 years, wow. Yeah. That is incredible. I'm 61, so <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> cool. Anybody else? Birthdays or anniversaries? How about anniversaries? may have an anniversary that's sitting here? So we did have one that's not here tonight, but uh, they said, all right, here it is. Uh, 27th anniversary for Steve and Vi, no, 25th anniversary for Steve and Vi Stapert on the 27th. So Steve and Vi, 25 years, can you believe that? So those of you who've been around long enough. Uh, so happy anniversary to you folks if you're watching online. Let's sing happy birthday to these young folks. Thank you. I forgot about that. We got a new piano player. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. And I won't be up again until the end of the service, but I will say this at the end of the service, where the boxes will be emptied, and uh, what monies you put in at the end of the service go to these guys just to be a blessing. We're going to take care of their camp expense coming up, but uh, you want to be a blessing to them. So there you go. So
3: well, good evening. It's a joy to be with you all this evening. And uh, thanks for coming back on this Sunday evening. Hope many of you got a good restful afternoon, maybe a nap in there. Good football game or two maybe as well. We're thankful to be able to worship the Lord with you together tonight. We're going to do an extended portion of music tonight and do about seven different pieces and Micah will play and we'll play some brass as well and again just hoping that this can be a a blessing and an encouragement to your life and our prayer for this evening service is that the name of Jesus Christ would be exalted in the music in all of our hearts and in this place that his name would truly be lifted up. And the song we're going to start with is an old hymn text, Be Thou Exalted, put to a new tune, and I hope it'll be a blessing to your life. tidbit about the piece that we just sang that actually was just completed and published by our pianist over there, Micah Gillespie, just rearranged that song. And so you all are the very first folks to ever hear that song sung in public, um, which is pretty exciting. Southland Christian Ministries has just started really a music publishing company called Southland Music Services, where we're seeking to produce resources for the local church by way of print music and CDs and resources for music philosophy and different things like that. And so that song, it will be part of uh, some music that will be published on our website very, very soon. And so we're thankful for Micah and the gifts that God has given to him in writing music. And actually, the very next piece that we're going to play is also arranged by him. It's the hymn text, Be Thou My Vision. When I play this song, I can't help but think of many people in the world, Christians especially, who have their vision clouded by so many distracting elements. We read texts like Hebrews 12 where the author tells us that we should be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And yet how often is it very easy for us in this world to become distracted by even good things like family or work or the busyness of life, maybe school or another relationship, and to lose focus of why God has placed us here on this earth. And it is really to be enthralled by him, to give him glory for what he has done and for who he is. So as we play, I would encourage you to think about these words and really ask yourself the question, is God my vision? Or do I need a rekindling of a perspective, a new, a fresh vision of who my God is? And I hope this blessing, this old hymn text will be a blessing to your heart.
1: song we're going to sing is entitled At the Cross, and obviously it talks about the cross and what that means to us, and I love the message of this song, no doubt a very familiar song to many of you, um, and it's actually put to a new tune, and, um, and I really enjoy songs that do that. I think it gives us maybe a fresh perspective on the text of the song, especially ones that are very familiar to us. I think sometimes it's easy to just gloss over the words, and oh, I know this song, I've sung it. thousand times at church um, but then sometimes when it's put to a new a new text or a new tune um, we see it maybe in a different way and so I hope you'll pay attention to the words even though it is a very familiar song um, that you would think about the cross and what Christ has done for you tonight and I hope you're thankful and if there's anyone here tonight that maybe you would say I don't know what you're talking about or I don't know that experience of of what what that is uh, Christ dying on the cross we'd love to talk to you I know pastor would love to talk to you tonight that today maybe you could get saved. Um, So if you have any questions about that, please come and see us tonight. But for those of us that are Christians, again, I would just encourage you to contemplate and think about what Christ has done for you. And obviously that's the foundation of our faith, right? The cross. And I hope that it'll be a blessing to you. So think about the the words uh, set to this new tune as we sing this song at the cross.
4: my cross has my consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by thy power of grace divine. Let my soul look with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in
3: I trust that is your prayer tonight, that as we are challenged through the ministry of music, singing together, hearing prepared music, hearing the word of God preached to us, that that would be our desire, that we would draw nearer to the Lord Jesus Christ even this evening. We were reminded of this in a wonderful way in the the message this morning from Pastor, that wow, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And really, what are you doing right now to draw nearer to him? Is it an active pursuit? One of the joys of working at a Christian youth camp is getting to share with teenagers uh, the joy of seeking and pursuing the Lord. And down at Southland Christian Camp, our theme verse, and really our mission, comes from Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, where Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. And so when campers come, adults, youth campers, junior campers come to our campsite, We're seeking to really challenge them to take the next step in their walk with Jesus Christ, whether that's a step in salvation or whether that's a step in surrender to God's word, surrender to obeying what his word has to say, surrender to service. We're just seeking and asking these campers to consider what God would have them to do in their walk with him, because really that's what matters in life, is it not? How we pursue the Lord, how we walk with him. And our sort of our tagline down at the camp is to initiate passion, to identify purpose, and to ignite the potential that God has for each camper that steps onto our campsite. And it was awesome yesterday to be up here to sing and to get to interact with so many different young people, even here in your community, that have so much potential to do amazing things for the cause of Christ. And we believe in the next generation. We really do. And we believe that God can use them in a very special way. And so we're very passionate about young people and firing firing them up for the cause of Christ. And that's what our ministry is all about. Just wanted to give you a little bit of information about the camp and then tell you about a few resources that we have on our table in the lobby. And Southland Christian Ministries is located in Ringgold, Louisiana. How many of you have ever been to Louisiana? Anybody out there? Okay. That's good. It's not, I always tell people, it's not one of those states you kind of just, you know, swing through. (laughs) You got to be really intentional in going there if you're on your way to Texas or Mississippi or Arkansas. We're located near Shreveport, which is about four hours east of Dallas, four hours from Houston. We're about an hour and a half from Monroe, and then we're about six, six and a half hours from uh, New Orleans, which is way down south in Louisiana. So that kind of gives you an idea of where we're at. We are a 365-day camp, and so we're serving campers all year long with adult retreats, youth camps. Uh, We run ladies retreats, couples retreats, men's retreats, and different youth events throughout the fall and the spring. We're actually in the midst of a retreat season. We have two uh, ladies retreats going on at the camp, and we had about 150 ladies there last week, and then we'll have about 100 ladies coming to our retreat this coming Thursday through Saturday. And you may be sitting there thinking, well, what does a camp in Louisiana have to do with me? Well, first of all, let me ask you to pray for Southland and pray for what God is doing uh, in that region of the country. We're really thankful for the growth that God has given to us and uh, a lot of great staff members down there, but pray that God would continue to do his work in the southern region of the United States of America. And we're thankful that he's still saving souls and he's still working in young people's life and uh, we're committed to that purpose and that cause. And then, of course, come and participate. If you're ever uh, in the area or have a desire to come down and see the camp facility, uh, you're more than welcome to head on down and check out a new camp. It's especially nice in the fall and spring down there when it's not so hot. Uh, I get that. In the summer, it's, it's nice and toasty. But we're talking to your pastors about potentially bringing your young people down to Southland one of these summers. It's about a 13 and a half hour drive uh, from what I've understood. And so it may take a little bit longer for the young people to get there because of the bus stops and, and uh, bathroom breaks and meals for them to eat and different things like that. But we would love to have you all down at Southland anytime. Let me tell you very briefly... About a few of the materials that we have on our table, we, like I said earlier, we just started a music resource um, kind of arm, ministry arm of the camp, Southland Music Services, and so we've brought several of those recordings with us that were, have produced and published and are selling. And I told you about Mike's recording this morning. He's a gift, very gifted pianist, as you can tell, and he just recorded a, a new recording entitled "Be Still." And then this is another one of our recordings that is really one of my favorites. It's entitled "Scripture Meditations." And this is a very unique CD because what it is, it's basically orchestrations through the whole entire recording. And then on top of those hymn arrangements for the orchestra are scriptures that go along with the theme of the music that you're hearing. So, for instance, there's one track entitled The Meditations on God's Peace. And so, in the background, you'll hear music on the peace of God. When peace like a river attendeth my way, songs like "It is well with my soul." And then, on top of that, is a voice that is reading the scripture, scripture passages like Psalm 4:8, Psalm 29:11, John 14:27, etc. And this is a great resource uh, for you that you could take advantage of. When I was a young boy, my parents would turn this on um, as I was going to sleep, and my, me and my siblings would listen to scripture meditations as we were falling asleep. It's very relaxing, very peaceful. But what a wonderful thing for especially children, really all of us, to be meditating on God's word. And this is a very creative way to do that. My dad always told people about this recording, too. He said, You know, it's really tough if you put the CD in on your way back from work or on your way to work. It's really hard to be frustrated at traffic when you're listening to the word of God. And so this is a wonderful resource that hopefully can be a blessing to you. And we also have several books uh, with us on the back table. This one is one of my favorites, it's entitled Revival Today. And it's by evangelist John Getch, And this is a 365-day uh, devotional with challenging devotions from revival history. And I've just skimmed through this book recently, and it has stirred my soul to pray for revival in our land. And I know that we, we could all sit back and look at our, our, our own lives, our own world, our own communica- our communities, and recognize that revival is desperately needed and we need a national rekindling, and I believe that we could even use a personal rekindling even right here at this church this evening. And, and so I, if this can be a blessing to you and a challenge in your walk with the Lord, Jesus Christ, maybe even in your prayer life, I hope you'll check that out back on the table. The CDs are 1 for 12 and 2 for 20. We can take cash, check, or card. And then the books are various prices. They're, they're on the back as well. And then we also have um, some print materials about the camp, a retreat brochure, a summer camp brochure, And then this one I wanted to tell you about is our ministry team brochure, and it kind of works really well to give you some information about what we're doing, where we're going, and different things like that, but we also encourage folks to pick this up and pray for our team. Uh, We'll be traveling about ten and a half more weeks this fall, and then we'll take a Christmas break and go back on the road in the spring, so we covet your prayers, we really do, and thankful for the safety that the Lord has given us so far. Well, really, we're excited to be here and pray that our ministry will just be an encouragement and a special blessing to you. I'm going to ask Marcus to come back. We're going to sing one more hymn together, and then we'll sing a few more prepared specials and uh, then have a message from God's Word.
1: We're going to sing again another familiar song to most of you, probably, A Passion for Thee. And I want to just real quick draw your attention to, again, a familiar text, and I hope that you'll think about the words as you sing uh, that first line, set my heart, O dear Father, on thee and thee only. And you know, a lot of times we get distracted by things in our world. Uh, we get busy with, with different things, our jobs, our families, whatever it might be, sports hobbies. Uh, but really, and, and especially on, in a time like this on a Sunday, and, and I, I trust that you do this regularly throughout the week as well, is just set some time aside and really think about Christ. And as, as the text says, set your heart on him only. And that's such a powerful a powerful phrase. And then the next line even there, give me a thirst. Do you have a thirst for the Lord Jesus Christ? you have a thirst to know him, to get to know him better each and every day? So I hope that that will be your prayer. Let's all stand together. We'll sing both verses of this song, A Passion for Thee.
4: the king. the lamb is the light thereof. I shall see him in the glory, the lamb that once was slain. How I'll then resound the wondrous story with all One sight all his saints are up. shall be like him by one glance of his face transformed
5: The guy's just finished singing a song I love, talking about the day when we will see Christ in his beauty, and I so look forward to that day when I get to step into heaven and see my Savior's face with my own eyes. It's going to be such an incredible day to behold, but until then, unfortunately, we have to live on this earth, and I don't know about you, but sometimes living on this earth can just get tiring and exhausting. I start reflecting on myself and all the things that I'm doing poorly, and I'm trying to live in my own strength, and I just can't do it. And I start looking at what's going on in the world, especially in the days we live in now, and it just gets so discouraging to look at everything that's happening. But that's why Scripture tells us, commands us to be still and know that I am God. I was just reflecting on that verse um, last week, and I thought it was interesting that that verse really gives us two commands— It says, first, be still. So in the midst of all the craziness of life and running here and running there and everything that we have to do, we're commanded to find time to intentionally be still and then know that he is God. We aren't commanded to feel that he is God. We're not commanded to think that he's God based on all the circumstances and things surrounding us. We're commanded to know he is God, and we know that through studying his scriptures So tonight I'm going to play a hymn for you. It's not necessarily a super familiar hymn. It's Be Still My Soul. And if you want to take out your hymnals, it's number 570 in the hymn book. So you can follow along with the words as I play. But this song has really become one of my favorite hymns over the last year, especially with just everything that's going on in the world. I love the lyrics in the last verse. It says, Be still my soul, the hour is hastening on, when we shall be forever with the Lord. Grief, fear, sorrow, it's all going to be forgotten. So today, be still. In your life today, what is it that's going on? What, what are you giving preeminence to today? So as I'm playing this, I really want it to be an encouragement and a comfort, but I do want it to be a challenge. What is it today you're not taking to the Lord? What is it today you're not taking the time to be still with and know that he is God? So listen as I play Still My Soul.
4: spirit,
6: where can I flee
4: from your presence to the heavens, on the wings of the dawn, to the far side of the sea, to the depths,
2: and into death itself,
4: even darkness not darkness wisdom, you are majesty, you are power. Surrounded by your steadfast love. Everywhere I go, you are there. Your eternal presence goes before. You are beauty, you are wisdom, you are majesty, you are power, you are.
3: Take your Bibles for just a few moments and turn to Psalm 139, please. Psalm 139. If you were tracking with the lyrics of that song, you'll know that the text that we just sang was taken directly from this wonderful psalm, Psalm 139. And it's a power packed psalm, really, that talks much about who our God is and his character and his greatness and really his majesty. And you heard us just ask the question in the song, Lord, where can I go from your presence? If you notice down in Psalm 139 with me, the Bible says in verse 1, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue... But lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Here in these first seven verses, or first six verses, really what David gives to us is God's all-knowing power, his omniscience. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows our very sitting down and our very rising up. He knows the words before they come out of our mouth. Boy, we serve a God who knows all, and aren't you thankful for that? I love talking to people who try to sort of fit God into a box, and just because they don't know everything about this God that we serve, they reject him and say, well, no, I, I, don't, I think I'll pass on him. I've always thought to myself, how many of us would really like to have this God who is supposedly the king of the universe and be able to fit him into a, a box? No, if he was finite, if he was limited in his understanding, he would not be God. But then the psalmist goes on in verse 7, and this is where I like to spend the time this evening with us. David says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell or the depths of the earth, earth, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Notice verse 10 with me, what the psalmist says. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. So in verses 1 through 6, The psalmist talks about God's omniscience, but then here in these verses, he talks about God's omnipresence. He is ever-present. He is with us this evening. He is not confined by space or by time or by matter. He is eternal. He is all-knowing. And folks, he is present with us this evening. He is ever-present. He never had a beginning, and he will never have an end. And he fills the earth, as we've just sung, with his glory, with his beauty. And the psalmist asks these questions, is there anywhere that I can go where God is not there? Can I go to the farthest north point or the farthest south point, or the farthest east point or the farthest west point and get away from the presence of God? And of course, we all know the answer to that question is absolutely not. But I want us to notice a very simple connection that David makes in Psalm 139 for us. And it's found in verse 10, where he connects the presence of God to the leading, protective hand of God. That is to say that God is not just presence present with us in the sense that he is in our midst, although he is. It is not like, well, I'm present here in the service this evening. No, 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 it is much more than that, because you notice what he says. He says, in this place, you are there and your hand leads me. So it's not like a passive presence. Folks, this evening we serve a God who is actively present with us. This means that no matter what we're facing, no matter what trials are going on in our life, God is present, and he is presently leading us. And the psalmist uses two words here to describe God's presence, God's leadership. He says, in this place, in all space, there is, The hand of God leads him. And this word, lead, talks about his guidance, how he is directing us. We know we are very familiar with texts like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And what will he do? He will direct your paths. He is our guide. There is guidance in this place. But then you notice what he says. He says, You will lead me and your right hand shall hold me. This word, hold, is a fascinating word speaking of God's protection and his ownership of his people. This is the word that's used several times throughout the Old Testament to refer to literally buying up land. If you read back in the book of Ruth when Boaz goes to purchase Ruth and all of her property attached to her family, this is the same word. It's found in Ruth chapter 4, and I believe it's verse 3. And the Bible says that Boaz buys up, takes possession of Ruth. Folks, if we would get a hold of this reality tonight that God has purchased us, He has bought us up with His blood, we are owned by Him. We are held by His care. We are possessed by an almighty, unchangeable, infinite God. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that wonderful that no matter what we face in this life, we know that God is present and he is actively present. And so I want us to just understand very, very quickly tonight this simple principle that we as God's children cannot evade the guiding hand of God. Because folks, where is God present that he is not leading? And where is he leading that he is not present? The answer to both of those questions is nowhere. He is everywhere. He is omnipresent. And folks, he is ever leading. He is ever guiding. He is ever directing us. For some of this, this may be a convicting truth. Oh man, I don't want God to know my ways. I don't want him to be present in the sin that I'm taking part of. And you may be able to resonate with the story of Jonah tonight where you have sin in your life and you are seeking to flee from the presence and the directing and almighty hand of God, whether you're living in sin or you are not willing to submit to his authority, like Jonah, you are on a fast track to the farthest place away from the presence of God. But I would like to gently and with conviction remind you tonight that you cannot flee his presence and you cannot flee his guidance and you cannot flee his direction. He's still on the throne, he's still in control, and he still is ruling over your life. So like Jonah, you must repent. There must be a turning in your life where you would say, Oh Lord, make me know your presence. Would I be guided by you? Would I be controlled by your power, by your knowledge? So for some of us, this is a convicting truth, but for others of us, this is a comforting reality. This is a comforting reality, that not only is the God of all the universe, the God of the ages, the Lord of eternity, present with us in a spatial sense, but he is actively guiding our steps. He is actively leading us, as it were, through the pasture of life, whether that be the the valley of the shadow of death or the mountaintops and the cool brooks, as Psalm 23 talks about. He is leading and he is guiding us. So no matter what you're facing tonight, he's there with you. And as Paul later writes in the New Testament, he's working all things together for good for them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And by the way, that purpose is for you to be made like his son Jesus Christ, Romans 8.29. You know, this kind of twofold response to this reality that we cannot evade the guiding hand of God reminds me of... Uh, A situation that happened in my early years. My mom, you have to know, is a very gifted pianist. And the Lord has given her great talents on the piano. And none, sadly, none of those talents really transferred to me, okay? I do not have a gift of playing the piano, and my knowledge of the piano is, is very, very limited. Well, I'll never forget, my mom began to teach us piano at age four. And all of us kids started at age four. And for some of us, this was a very trying experience, you know. We sat down at the piano day one, and we're like... This is going to be a long, uh, several years throughout our early elementary and then into high school. We actually all took piano until our senior year of high school. But I'll never forget early on as I began to learn the piano. Boy, it was it was really frustrating. I mean, I really didn't know what I was doing. And my mom was my teacher, but we also joked with her and we called her our coach (laughs) because as we would practice in our house, uh, we would hear we would be in the living room practicing our piano away, trying to get better, getting ready for our lesson, which was normally every Tuesday and. As we're practicing, oftentimes we would hear from the kitchen, oh, uh, son, you, you missed a note. Like, oh, I know, mom, okay, I got it, I missed the note, okay? And we go back to practicing, and all of a sudden we hear from the kitchen, no, 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 son, that's not, that's not what you do, you got to make sure you get the right chord there, or you're missing the rhythm. I'll never forget, folks, literally there was a day where I broke down in tears at a practice session because I said, mom, listen, I just want you to be my teacher, I don't really need your help during this time, all right, you're... The guidance you give me is reserved for the lesson, and this is my practice time. Just let me practice, you know. And it struck me one day that in a very similar way, we, we interact with a guiding hand of God. Because oftentimes, as we play the piano of life and go through this experience that God has designed for us, how many times do we sort of resist that? No, no, God, 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 Listen. This is my time to kind of just figure things out and let my understanding kind of guide me. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just rehearsing. This is not consequential. Let me just trust my own heart. Let me trust my own leading. Let me just figure this out. And folks, at the same time, we know that this is the hand of the master that's leading us. We know that this is the the hand of a guide who will never fail us, will never forsake us. And just like my mom was that very um, experienced piano teacher, who in the lesson would guide me and say, this is what you need to do, and this is what you need to do. God, in a similar way, is doing that for us under inspiration of his word, his instructions, his basic instructions before leaving earth. Maybe you've heard it called. But we resist it, and we, we kind of go against God's presence, and we go against God's direction in our life. And maybe you're here tonight, and that is a description of your life, a resistance, a rebellion against God's direction. Sort of this, Lord, ah, I don't want that in my life. I want to encourage all of us to be reminded by this reality that we cannot evade this direction. We cannot evade, we cannot escape his presence. And so we cannot escape his directing our lives. And so really our response ought to be that of the psalmist in Psalm 139. And that really is humility and loyalty. A heart that says, oh Lord, I recognize that I cannot escape your presence. I recognize that I cannot escape your power. I cannot escape the all-knowing mind of God. And so, Lord, I will serve you. I will follow you. And as the psalmist put in the very last few verses of this text, Lord, Lord, search me and know me and try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. And for many of us, we should get on our knees tonight and pray this last phrase, Lord, lead me in the way everlasting that we would embrace his leading, we would embrace his presence, and that we would come to find him as he is, a good shepherd, leading us and guiding us as we walk in his presence. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this evening? I realize that we've gone rather quickly through a very powerful text of Scripture, but I want to just give us a moment to reflect on the Word of God. Folks, how are we responding to God's direction and God's control over our life? Is it a response of resistance? Is it a response that says, Lord, anything but this trial? I'll trust you in everything but this situation. I'll trust you in every other relationship, but this one, I'll figure this one out. Or is it, Lord, I surrender all? Lord, my life is yours to control. Maybe tonight God would move in your heart to get on your knees in your heart or even here at the front and say, Lord, would you work in my heart? Would you make me know your presence? Would you give me this supernatural submission that you could produce in my heart to yield to your plan and your direction for my life? Father, I pray that you would work in our midst tonight, challenge us with this truth, help us to yield, help us to submit, and to embrace your plan for our life. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I ask you to stand. I believe we're going to sing a closing oh. hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And as he's singing, as you sing along, would you think about, think about these words. Where, where's your gaze tonight, folks? Is it where it ought to be? Or do we need a, a readjustment, a refining? a rekindling of our hearts. Right now, as he begins to sing, would you do business with God in your heart?
0: Micah for that uh, message and the team for your uh, songs we really appreciated the music all weekend long uh, the boxes back here the offering boxes are empty now so whatever you put in there would go to the team this is for them to just you know get them a Twinkie and a Coke or whatever on their way home uh, we'll make sure that their expenses are taken care of so they've been a blessing to us We want to be a blessing to them as well uh, so listen it's uh, not many days like this it's still daylight out you know it's coming right it's getting darker sooner. So take advantage of it. That means slow down. Introduce yourself to somebody you don't know. Meet somebody new. Talk to somebody. Stop by the tables out there. Fellowship a little bit. Lord bless you. Keep you. Make his face shine. I'm going to give you peace. God bless you. You are dismissed.